Welcome back to Judging Book Covers Podcast, your bi-weekly book club podcast, where we are going through our 2019 uh, book challenge. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing? Doing okay. Half my face kind of hurts, though, because I had to have a root canal retreated today. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How are you functioning? I mean, it's not that bad, because, like, it's there's still- no nerve. <laughs> There's no root anymore. (laughs) They just had to go back in because it was still bothering me a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's more just the, like, from the clamping and, like, the, like, the injection. So. Nope. nope. Yeah, I've had so much oral surgery, I'm never doing it again. I, honestly, while she was doing this, I was like, oh, my God, if I need to have another dental implant, because I have a dental implant on the other side from a tooth where it cracked after, like, years after a root canal. Um, the crown cracked and like my doctor was my dentist was able to save the tooth for several years and did put another crown and it was fine and then it just got to the point where it was like alright this has to come out and that's when I learned that dental insurance even though the, the implant was the so better bad. option between that and the bridge they didn't cover it so I have like $5,000 in my head <laughs> essentially yep <laughs> oh that was fun I but. chipped my front tooth when I was six Oh no! And I've gotten it repaired a couple times where they just like had something, and I went to do it for the first time on my own dime. Mm. And they were like, "Yeah, it's a minimum of like seven hundred dollars." No, it's fine. I'll live with a chipped tooth. It's not breaking the bank, mm-hmm. or it's not like I can eat. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's just a character flaw. When I got my first uh, cavity after getting my own dental insurance, I was like, "I need to go apologize to my mother." <laughs> I had yes. quite a few cavities as a kid, and I, it's like, oh, my God. Yes, I think. Um, yeah. But how are you? Think, I'm good. I'm good. I just made an amazing dinner. Um, I've spent the day with my dog working from home, so it's been a great day. Yeah, we. Uh, I got a load of laundry done, and it finally figured out it cost me $9 to do a bag, which is... <laughs> good so i don't have to like get a 20 and break it all down into quarters uh-uh. so oh, it's it's been a good day <laughs> um so before we get into this week's book let's talk about what we had said we were going to read over uh the break uh you were going to catch up on song i just make it an all comic week how do you feel <laughs> not good i wish that i hadn't caught up <laughs> I have the uh, the first two books, so I think each book is like thirty six chapters. So the third book isn't coming out until June, and I just I couldn't wait. I read the second one. I think Chris got it for me for Christmas, so I read it over the twenty four and forty eight. So I was like, all right, let's look. So I looked on Wiki. I was like, oh, it's only three volumes. It's fine. I'll get them. So I bought them. (sighs) I was warned by a friend Mm. that it ends with a cliffhanger devastating heartbreaking moment and i was not ready (laughs) i was not ready (laughs) part of me really hates fake outs Mm -hmm. like emotional fake outs yeah the other half of me really hopes it's an emotional fake out give me me a fake out give me a (laughs) i need a time reversal spell if you will (laughs) that's what i keep hoping for i don't know who's gonna cast it (laughs) Yep. <laughs> who has the power to reverse time by like at least a day because it wasn't just what it was like the hits kept coming with three deaths yes. like like after the first one I was like I don't know if this is what Scott was talking about after the second one I was like oh maybe that's it that's it and then the third one happened I was like get the fuck out of here 
Yep. Yep. I hope you read it in the privacy of your house so you could cry. I did. I did. I was home. I think Chris, I'm sure he heard me yell because I, <laughs> I, I remember saying, just kill him. And then I turned the page and I was like, oh, no. Wrong person, wrong person. Why didn't you kill him? Because I want you to still be alive. <laughs> oh. Does Chris read Saga? He doesn't. He should. Everyone should. Everybody should read <laughs> Everyone Saga. Everyone should yes. absolutely read it. Yes. yes. Oh, my when, heart. When did you... I don't think we've talked about this. Because um, I don't think we've done a comic together. I don't think so. Uh, when did you get into comics? Um... Once I found out that they were doing a Buffy season eight, that was really the first one where I said, oh, I need this in my life. (laughs) And then kept up with hers. I did do Angel After the Fall. I think that's only five books. Um, And then I tried to do Angel and Faith. I'm (laughs) I'm very behind. (laughs) Like there are things things that happen. Yes. And there are things that happen in there that affect Buffy. Like, and I was like, well, now I know what Angel and Faith have been up to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Whatever. No. Maybe I'll go back to it later. Although in the last, because the very last Buffy of that run came out in December. So I got it. And then there was a thing that happened that must have come up in Angel and Faith. And I was like, I don't like this. Get oh, out of my face. <laughs> I'm scared now because I have not read any of the old Buffy comic. Mm-hmm. So it's on my list. I know I have volume one somewhere. It'll get done, but yeah. I will read with you, because I would definitely do another reread of those. Because I used to, when the next one came out, I'd go back and read the one before that, and then it just got to be too much. Yeah. (laughs) Too many. I'm debating doing that with Saga soon. Oh, yeah. Except I can't can't do that right now. No, no, no. The closer we get to an actual release. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And I need to do it with Paper Girls. Which one? Paper Girls. Because I have the latest of Paper Girls, and I looked at it and was like... I don't remember what happened in the last yeah. Girls. Yeah, I think I have the first two. And I was like, oh, I got to keep up with this. And I have. I'm not great at keeping up with stuff. I got into Saga, yeah. actually, the friend who warned me about the devastating end cliffhanger. <laughs> um, he's the one who's like, no, you have to read this. I'm just going to bring And he brought me those. What else did he bring me? Black Science. Oh, Rat Queens was really good. And I still haven't kept up with that. No. Yeah, I think um, I've only read the first volume of Rat Queens. Yeah. But I don't think I've actually read... A superhero comic. Interesting. I feel like my sister got me one, and I must have read it. But clearly, I didn't keep going with anything and could yeah. not tell you which, what it was about. But yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I keep up with some superheroes. Mm-hmm. I, it's more of like... Well, now I'm in the Batman, the new 51 Batman 8 okay. volume. So it's like, well... I should keep reading it. Um, <laughs> and I keep up with Spider-Gwen. Well, I buy Spider-Gwen. I'm behind on Spider-Gwen. Okay. But one of my favorite authors is doing Spider-Gwen currently. So oh, cool. definitely on board for that. And I know I have the Elliot Kalen Spider-Man somewhere. Oh, nice. Um, and then like various little things. But I definitely don't like superhero comics as mm-hmm. much as I like other comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. and Saga was actually my gateway drug. There was yeah. a, a could see really that. bad <laughs> snow day um, mm-hmm. like three or four years ago. And I had however many volumes were out at the time. And uh, my friend Tim, 
who will be joining us next week, <laughs> and Mary were both like, oh, you should read this. You'll love it. And I was like, fine, guys, whatever. And I sat down, and I was like, okay, I'm sorry. You're right. This is very good. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. very good. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of been crazy since. Yeah. So. I also, I read Preacher. So same friend brought that in. I was like, oh, yeah. Like okay. This. And then the show, I know they changed a couple things. And the way the show was... I know the first season they essentially stayed in that town and I drove my sister yep. crazy. She was like, get out of this town because like <laughs> stuff happens when they leave. Um, and then... Is there a new season coming out soon? I was just Need thinking that because I'm behind. Like Chris and I fell behind on the second season. Same. Um, but yeah, I would definitely reread those. And then also I have... Oh, crumbs. Is it Neil Gaiman's Sandman? But I don't think I have yep. all of them. But I really liked it. I those. read some of Sandman. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's about oh. all I can say. I also have, is it one or, or a couple Firefly comics that came out? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I have those. <laughs> so apparently there was a third season at in June of 2018, and I think I vaguely remember oh. that. And a fourth season is coming, so I do need to get caught up on Preacher. I think I'm Real somewhere in the beginning of season two. I think that's where we are. <laughs> but uh, Ruth Nega is like my favorite person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I've not like read her. Preacher, but I have it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I haven't read it because everybody said that like the first issue is like a really, or sorry, the first season is like a prologue to the comics almost. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they did make a couple changes with a couple that I'm like, I don't know how you, you can't really come back from that. Um, which is fine, you know, obviously yeah. changing things up, but I'm very curious to see how far the show goes with certain things that happen to certain people. In Interesting. The, in the con- oh, yeah. Well, it's AMC, so they're kind of hit or miss on how far they'll go on things. So is Legion's on AMC? I think it is. So, yeah, they get some, they get, they can get dark and twisted. So I got faith. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely comic book adaptations are quite big right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I feel like everything is getting made into TV shows. I know that uh, uh, Brian K. Bond has said that he does not want, or he doesn't really want Saga. I, yeah. I think at the end of the day, if he wanted, if they really wanted it, I don't know what he would do. But uh, he like has Saga as a comic because it's the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. And I agree. (laughs) I know. I know. But we did not read Saga this week. No. Wait, what did you you read? Oh, that's right. I read Modern Love by Bo North, which uh, I think last week I said was a Jane Austen retelling. I'm not 100% sure if that is true, Hmm. but either way, it is very, very good. I highly recommend her books if you are looking for some good uh, romance. Nice. Yeah. Very good. And most of them are Jane Austen retellings. If this one is, I haven't quite figured out which one it is. Um, but it's based on some reviews, I think it is a little uh, less adaptation, more pulling on some themes. Hmm, okay. So, uh, But we are not going to talk romance this week. We are <laughs> talking comics. And within that, horror comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book challenge theme of the week is a comic not written by the the big three houses which are dc marvel and image 
um, which is going to make up probably like 75 to 80% of comics that most people know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we dove into IDW, which is number four or five, and uh, looked at Joe Hill and Gabrielle Rodriguez's uh, 2008 Lock and Key. Uh, I think it went on through 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, it might have even gone on to 2016. Those might just be one-offs, but... The full actual run, I believe, went on through 2013. And had you heard of this one before? So uh, when I started getting into comics, I put out a couple times, like, hey, what are some of those books that, like, if you're getting into comics, you must have read kind of thing? Like, where, you know, what foundation do I need to have? And Lock and Key came up a few times. Um, I read the first volume in 2017 and loved it. And... Mm -hmm. Never continued on for whatever reason, <laughs> because I, I'm just flighty when it comes to my comic book reading. Yeah, um, same. And <laughs> as we just discussed, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and so it was really, really good to sit down and dive back into the series. Um, really, honestly, I I started with volume two, and it was like, if I get an issue in, and I'm really still lost on what happened in one, because I was like, I don't know if I quite remember. But it actually holds up well on its own and references back enough that I could mm-hmm. get back into it very, very easily. Okay. So had yes. you heard of it before we decided? I had not. So this okay. is brand new. Okay. And I need to finish it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we did the first three volumes, which are the Welcome to Lovecraft, Head Games, and Crown of Shadows. For those who don't know, uh, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Uh, he is a also well-known for his horror writing, both in comics and in uh, prose. And uh, Gabrielle Rodriguez is also a fairly well-known um, comic book artist uh, who has worked with Joe Hill, actually, on other things as well. Uh, each volume is kind of... like So with some comics, i.e. saga, some volumes in on a cliffhanger. And, you know, with this motivation to go by the next one. Lock and Key kind of wraps up. I mean, obviously, there's still an overall story that isn't resolved. But the only book that felt like it had a cliffhanger was volume three. Mm -hmm. So it is a really nice um, way of doing the comics. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Plus it felt like like three was actually, I think, might have been my favorite of these three. Um, yeah, so I'm very it, I'm very curious to see what else happens because the first two didn't feel like okay we have to set up the world sort of thing even though that's what they did like, that's what he did or they did um, setting everything up and getting the family to um, over to Massachusetts and everything but it didn't feel like it was dragging out um, so now it's like oh gosh how's four gonna end how's five gonna exactly, end how's yeah. six gonna end. <laughs> How many more keys are we going to find? I know. There's so many keys. I also love the covers, how each cover has a key. Like there's the first one is this very scary <laughs> to me <laughs> house, the house uh, with like kind of like a reddish brown backdrop sort of. And then the key with the skull in it. Um, I just yes. I really like that. the so there's going to be there's at least six keys I'm going to guess because there's six volumes but I'm sure there's probably like hundreds oh, yeah. of keys I so think I'm trying there to think how many we've 
four in the first book alone? Yeah, like how many have we found so far? We have found... Okay, let me look at... I think actually the end of every volume, it kind of sums up all of the keys. Yes, we are at eight. (laughs) Eight keys, good luck. Although, no, there's nine for that one that we don't fully know about, but... The one that everybody's looking for, but uh, nobody knows where it is. Yeah. Yeah, so we have found... Let's see. The ghost key, the echo key, the anywhere key, and the gender key are found in volume one. Yep. Uh, volume two only has one key, which is the head key, mm-hmm. which is creepy as fuck. <laughs> <It's> insane. <laughs> uh, and then volume three has the shadow key, mm-hmm. the giant key, the mending key. Yeah. And then there's the overall key, which is the Omega key, which nobody knows where it is or really what it does. But I'm worried. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and these pages, the keys. Uh, so at the end of every volume, the keys that are known, there's uh, like a it looks like an old fashioned printout or information about the key. And it comes from the diary of Benjamin Pierce Luck from 1757 to 1799. And the art of this book is so wonderful. It's what so I love about non-superhero books, for the most part, some of them, okay, in my opinion, all superhero books, everybody looks very perfect and fancy. Hmm. Some of non-superhero books does this too, but I really, really like the books where like everybody doesn't look plastic and perfect, but rather mm-hmm. more realistic looking. Yeah. And... Uh, like, yeah, that's how I really feel about this family. Yeah, um, definitely. So overall, did you enjoy it? I did. Very much. I'm very worried about these <laughs> children. <laughs> I'm very worried about their mother. <laughs> yeah. Basically just worried about everyone. Um, and very curious to see where else this story goes. Yeah. Um, and also what um the kid's dad was up to when he was a teenager what him and his friends were getting up to with these keys and everything like that too yeah uh it's not quite told in story order there's a lot of flashbacks Mm -hmm. a lot of you know previously on and uh it works really well um but we do have the Locke family we have rendell and i just forgot the mom's name shit nina Thank you. I had to go uh, back and like scribble it in. Cause I, it's like, I feel because they call her mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, crap, wait, hang on. Yeah. Um, but they use the dad's name quite frequently. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, and they have three kids, Tyler, Kenzie, and Bode. Uh, Tyler and Kenzie are both in high school and Bode's roughly seven to ten, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and... They got a lot of shit that's going on in their family. Yep. Everything but. was fine until the start of our story, basically. Because yeah. um, they were living in San Francisco, and then they were at, I believe it was like a little summer house type of thing for vacation, and one of Rendell, the dad, one of his students, he was a guidance counselor, one of his students comes with another student, Sam Lesser and Al Grubb come after killing Sam's uncle and stealing his truck and an unidentified woman as you see a woman's leg in the back of the truck with the uncle okay. and I, I would like to know who she was <laughs> yeah I wonder um, if we'll find out yeah because he doesn't say anything about my aunt and uncle he just 
that he only talks about his uncle. So, um, steal the truck, go up, and then he ends up killing Brendel, like shooting yes. him. And I guess luckily for them, the kids are outside, and poor Tyler, him, because he Tyler looks through the window and then he falls backwards into like paint cans and stuff. Um, but then he was able to lead. Uh, lead them away or lead Sam away from his younger siblings which was kind of heroic yes yeah they definitely he and uh Kenzie definitely have to grow up very quickly in these Mm -hmm. books and it's exhausting feeling and it's especially by volume three you're Mm -hmm. just like get out get out get out get out yeah the image of Kenzie and Bode end up hiding on the roof kind of behind the chimney Right. While Tyler leads Sam away. And she's just like, oh my god. Then they are, they decide to, are they moving to, or did they already live? Well, they lived uh, in, Key House. They, they lived in San Francisco. That's and right, okay. And it's during the funeral that Tyler remembers when he was a kid once overhearing his mom and dad talking. And the dad saying something like, if something ever happens, we'll go back to Massachusetts to, um, to Key House. Yep, Key House in Lovecraft, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, so Tyler feels like his dad always knew something was going to happen. <clears throat> but Yeah, um, definitely after the little things that we have gotten about him. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, whereas the mom was just like, everything's fine. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so Sam also, Tyler leads Sam away and he ends up beating his face in with a brick. And then the mom puts an axe to the back of Al's head. But it's implied that Al may have raped her. Because her dress and everything is very torn. And then we, in another flash, when we see more of Sam, his run-in with how he meets Al and the way Al is talking about Nina is like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It would also explain a lot of her spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not to make it forgiving but a little bit more justifiable mm-hmm. sam gets out because yep because he was in a was he not did I no he goes down? to jail that's Is right. he in jail or a juvenile detention ju- center uh, or or like a, a psychiatric ward he, i think he's in a juvenile detention center if i remember correctly yeah, i should look because i remember uh, thinking why why what what do you it's why? not quite a jail <laughs> but he needs to be behind all of the bars yeah, but, you know, some states, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to understand or know all the murder laws. Yep. San Lobo Juvenile Detention. Uh, and he's communicating with something in the water that's promising yep. to set him free. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And um, Bode, is it Bode or Bodie? I was saying Bode in my head. Okay, I was too. But sometimes when it's an E at the end, you never know. Um, he uh, uncovers a ghost door which is this so you open the door and if you step through it your body falls and your ghost is suddenly no longer within your body right ta-da which how is that (laughs) I don't know how that's useful I mean it becomes useful later sure kind of but he at first, he's like, what? And then 
he's like, okay, let's try it again. So he tries it again. And I really liked when he goes, Tyler's in the shower, just standing there and Bode kind of his little ghost body goes between Tyler and the water, which makes it turn freezing. (laughs) And Bode's just like, yeah, ghosts are cold. (laughs) Um, He's a very uh, curious, smart kid. as Most youngest kids are in movies and stories. I don't know where they get that shit. Yeah. Yeah, but he does try to tell his siblings about the door and they don't believe him. He, you know, no. who yeah. I wouldn't believe my sibling if they came up to me saying, no, when you go through this door, your, your body like dies and falls, but you're a ghost and you can go do whatever you want to do. So, but he know, does. Part of me thinks I would like be like, show me. But the other half of me would be like, no. no. But when he does try to show Kinsey, all she sees is his body and she's just like, why are you laying there like this? Let's that, go, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, <sighs> but he does use it after he finds the well and he hears someone, he gets scared. But then he thinks he feels safer doing this as his ghost. So he goes and visits this beautiful woman at the bottom of a well um, as a ghost and they start talking and then he feels comfortable and he starts talking with her when he's not a ghost, too. Yeah. Spoiler, like, don't anybody who lives at the bottom of a whale is not a good person no that just like no <laughs> I, you were I remember to watching the ring wrong. <laughs> yeah <Right>. exactly <laughs> i remember watching like, that for the first time when the boy says you weren't supposed to let her out it's like the hairs in the back of oh yeah stood up yes. <laughs> i loved the ring it's so good <sighs> we think you figured it out it turns out you have it right right <laughs> So, but he ends, oh, and also, too, if that being at the bottom of the well asks you for stuff, don't bring it to them. Yeah. Because he brings her a pair of scissors and a mirror, which she is then able to give to Sam so that he can absolutely destroy a guard and get out of, uh, or get out of the juvenile detention center. Yeah. Not great. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we also have Duncan, who is Rindle's younger brother, uh, who lives in Rhode Island. Um, or Provincetown. It is Provincetown, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's just kind of helping them get settled in in the first uh, first trade. Yeah, because he goes, obviously, for the funeral, and then they drive back across, clear right. across the country with him. And he right. stays for a little while, too, to try to help and help them get all yeah. settled and everything. Because it sounds like... I. I don't remember which one it comes up in, but um, Rendell telling, I think Nina, his wife, that the house like chose Duncan or something like that. So it seemed like the house, I guess, was in his name this whole time, but he just doesn't live there. He lives over in Provincetown. Interesting. I don't, I, I did not remember that, but that is interesting. Huh. I wonder if that's going to come out to play later. Yeah. They are attending a Lovecraft Academy. Mm-hmm. And Kinsey is... Prior to this move, she had colorful hair, dreadlocks, very much the standout, I don't give a shit mm-hmm. kind of personality. Um, and instead is is trying to blend in and be yeah. ignored because they're going to be known as the kids who, whose dad got murdered. So, right. yeah. Right. Small town that people remember the family. Um she just doesn't want to stand out. She doesn't want any attention. So she tries to just kind of blend in and keep her head down. 
And that's how she's dealing with things. Yeah. Um, I am glad when she kind of snaps out of that, though, when she does go running yeah. with her new friend, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, she makes friends with Jackie and yeah. dyes her hair back or adds She's like, shapes hair. part of it, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe puts her earring back in or her yeah. uh, eyebrow ring. Mm-hmm. The kids who we know and love on a we little knew. bit yep. less of a scale. Uh, but she's definitely like, there's a lot of, she's, it's traumatic. Mm-hmm. And. Things are about to even just get more dramatic. So, like, yep. you know, yep. we get it. And um, Tyler is, like, throwing himself into guard work and stuff like that. Um, but he he blames himself. Because um, we learn a little bit more about Sam, and it kind of flashes back to Sam, and how he had, a, had an abusive home life. Yeah. And... Uh, he was getting picked on at school and uh, it seemed like Rendell did look out for him though. And try helped him at least once not get, I think expelled for biting yeah. a kid. Rendell had a soft spot for him. It's the mm-hmm. only person that really truly felt anything or like was supportive of him in any way. Right. And honestly, he would not have gone after Rendell except for spirit. That's apparently been talking to him. Right. And Tyler. But it's not Tyler's fault. Either way, he still probably would have gone after Rendell. But like, yeah. But now, but Tyler definitely blames himself because. So it's got to be hard going to school where your dad is the guidance counselor or a teacher or anything like that. That's got to be hard. So Tyler was feeling the pressure. He had an argument with his dad and then he runs into Sam and they're kind of complaining with each other. And Sam says he's going to kill his dad. And Tyler's like, oh, well, maybe you can take care of my dad for me. And then he does and yeah. so Tyler definitely blames himself yeah um and Sam is bright like he he was smart enough he probably could have gotten like a scholarship to college like he could have gone places and yet during a counseling session he sees like a picture of the well house on yep. a key house and this beautiful woman is beckoning him you know through the picture and and that is like kind of the starting point of his spiral yep it does happen too after uh rendell says that he can't write the recommend a college recommendation for him because he's concerned about his emotional health yes so that's yeah that's the start of it we kind of learn that as we're also seeing sam who's broken out um, killed a truck driver, killed a bus full of people after getting to a certain point and setting it on fire, uh, then stealing a guy's boat, or taking the guy hostage and stealing the guy's boat and then killing him as he's making his way to the house. And the family is alerted. They're not right. completely in the dark, thankfully. Right. Yeah, they do uh. come to tell them when he breaks out, but... They're like, how is he going to get across the country? You are underestimating this child. Exactly. Like, <laughs> to be fair, I, I would be the person who was freaking out that, like, he could be there at any moment when, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. he would be. I, I would be the complete opposite of the situation. Yeah. You Have you played Until Dawn? Yes. Okay. So I started that game. I have problems with it because I'm like, I don't want to walk into that dark room. <laughs> oh, my God. The first time I played it. You go into the dark house 
And I was Why? playing it at Why night. Why is it dark? Why is everyone okay and with this? <laughs> I basically played it like eyes half closed, be like, find, find whatever flashlight you need. Get out, get in, get in, get in, get out, get in, get, in, get out. The second time through was during the daytime. <laughs> it's actually really prettily, like it's really well done. Yes. It's great. It's still freaking terrifying. Oh, have I've you finished in, it? No, I've jumped okay. and yelled twice. Yep. Um, but I have this problem where I second guess myself and want to glance down at my controller when it's like press press triangle, oh, yeah. press square. But I can't because I played at night and Chris always turns the light because he wants to watch me play. So he turns the light off. Yep. <laughs> Has he played but it through? No, but he's like oh, watched okay. videos and stuff about our online stuff about my it. So he basically did this knows. Too. What the hell? I know. I know. I love it though. I'm like, this is like a scary movie, but my problem is I will not make these mistakes. I will be the one thinking, no, Sam Lester's outside my house right now, even though you said he just broke out an hour yep. ago. <laughs> or no, I'm not going to walk into this dark room. Because oh, now I don't want to play again. No. <laughs> but I'm like doing everything else in the room possible before I have to leave. I'm like, all right, I guess I have to go into that dark hallway now. <laughs> yep. Because I cannot yep. advance the game without making these stupid, stupid decisions. <laughs> I won't spoil, but there is one point where, so the game is set up, you can save everybody, you can let everybody die, and mm. then like every variation in between. I've had one person die so far, um, and, uh, Jessica. Who? Yeah. Oh, poor I'm, Jessica. When I was playing as Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that guy. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's dead. I don't know if, yeah. if that would have definitely happened. It looked like I just was too slow. So. Is it... When you're at the house or like uh, after they like traipse through the woods. Yeah, because who wants to traipse traipse through the woods at night? There's no lights. Forget serial killers. There could be bears. (laughs) So the question is. Going to this cabin that's um, three miles away. Yeah. (laughs) How? Okay. So the funny thing that is like is how much you can get her to take off her clothes. Like she obviously doesn't get entirely naked. It's not that kind of game. But it's like. If you can get her out of her coats and like, and, uh, huh. I don't remember. It's like the I way you answer questions. She had all of her stuff, stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you were not. You, you're he like, didn't. why is my character flirting? <laughs> right? Stop like, flirting. It's winter. It's cold. <laughs> uh, I think when he runs after her, he just has like an undershirt on. But I want to say she got taken and still had her jacket and everything else on. <laughs> yeah. God, that game is great. You need to keep playing. <laughs> There's definitely a point. Uh, so my ex played it. So I've played mm-hmm. it through several times. My ex was in town and uh, played it. And there is a point where it's traumatic. <laughs> and I flinched really hard. And he was like, I'm not playing with you if you're going to be like this. And it didn't cause an argument. But You were inside of a horror movie. Of course. Yep. There's good. I, yep. It's happened twice to me, at least. I probably jumped more, but there were two jumps with combo yells on my part. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I really want to play it again. I see the game. I might do that. Again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that game yeah. forces you to make all the bad decisions. But yes, for this, keep me posted on how you're. Your I will. I will definitely will. <laughs> but for this, I would definitely be like you because the mom also felt like Sam was going to come after them, and yes. she was immediately worried where the cop. I know the cop also doesn't want her freaking out, so he's probably trying to keep her calm, but. There's nothing you could say to me that would calm me down. I mean, justifiably, they are probably as far away and still within the United States. That you could get. Yeah, yeah. without, like, going into fucking Maine. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and no, because then you're in the middle of the, the woods. Winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Right, and then you're with pet people cemetery. who might help. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Strength in numbers. Yes. It's part of why I was like, why does this game want me to split up from everybody? <laughs> it's so good. It's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, so when Bode goes to talk to the woman in the well for like the last time he's basically saying I'm not coming back I was like Bo do you have to get out of there this was definitely very much felt like a horror movie of the camera watching him as she's slowly coming up out of the well as he's turning away like because he's yeah. looking over her shoulder that was really I really liked the art on those couple of pages there um, but she grabs him of course of course <laughs> of course and tells him that he needs to find the anywhere key for her or um, and that Sam was also going to come to the house. So he's, she says, I can control him. I can get him to stop. But you need to get me this key or Sam's just going to do what he came to do. So poor Bode. He believes her. Yeah. But he did remember. Actually, I can't remember if she told him to. But he did use the ghost key and door to his advantage. Because if you're a ghost and you just think about something, it'll bring you to wherever this thing is. And that's yes. how he finds the key, yeah. which was um, actually in his sister's bracelet. So he um, he's able to, he gets it, he runs, you know, goes back to his body, runs down, gets it, <laughs> goes to her. And of course, she does not call Sam off. She gets out of the well and she's able to leave the well house and she's gone. Yep. Well, it's bad. Gone. It's bad. Yeah. Real bad. Because Sam is also at the house still. He's locked yeah. the mom and the uncle in the basement and like a wine cellar or something? Yes. Or just a cellar? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and because Kinsey makes a comment about how much their mom is drinking. Yes. At this point. About uh, someone, I don't know, remember where they get the wine from, but she's like, oh, it'll take mom not long or something like that yeah. to get through them. Uh, he now first The first family member that sees Sam is Kinsey, though. She's out. I think she's looking for Bode, and, she, and he like knocks her out with a flashlight. Yeah. Then he locks them up. And then gets Tyler, who I did like. This was interesting. So obviously Sam doesn't know about the ghost door, but he ends up fighting with Tyler, pushes him out, and thinks that he killed Tyler. But yes. really Tyler becomes a ghost. And, and realizes he, his younger brother's yes. not just making up shit. Right. Even though after everything is all said and done, he convinces himself that he... Yeah. dreamed that whole thing and he was really just unconscious even though when he's able to get back into his body sam's like um you were dead <laughs> like, yeah what? like all the clues are there but we will tell ourselves whatever right. we can right plus i also thought that it was maybe because tyler's the oldest and we learn later that adults like can't believe That's and they true. forget things so maybe because yes. tyler was older his brain just automatically was like no you were and you remember he's become more black and white and it's yeah. so depressing being a fucking adult yeah <sighs> dreary <laughs> but is it he, hmm? pretty grim i mean oh, yeah sam's basically like set to kill everybody oh yeah he is yes he is gonna kill everybody luckily though when Tyler puts himself back in his body, they fight. Kinsey's able to, she wakes up, she shoots Sam. Um, and he, I wonder how long he would have lasted. Shot in the neck, probably not too long. Yeah. Because um, the, the woman in the well, 
uses the gender key and she turns into a guy who we'll call Zach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who shoves, who, who Sam recognizes, even though he's a boy now, um, recognizes and he's just like, just remember, I'm the one who always loved you and then shoves him out the door, out the ghost door. So Sam's body, dead body, dead looking body is on the ground and his spirit or his soul is yep. out. Um, she, she does snap his because he can't get back to his body. Right. He so she, get, I think she does snap his neck, actually. I think, actually, does she? Yeah, let's see. Yeah. When he shows up later and he's talking about, oh, like, yes. wanting a body. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. So shot in the neck and then broken neck and then shoved out the door. So dead looking body and then it, it his body would not have lasted much longer anyway. No. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. being shot in the neck. Like, either way, like, this body was done. And the, yeah. Yeah. So... Then Zach goes to Ellie's house. Ellie is the coach at the school. And he mentions that he killed her mom for her. I was like, what? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I need to know about that. And then after everything's kind of all said and done, Bode's fishing and the kids are outside and Tyler comes up with his new friend, Zach, who is this guy who that's where we first get his name. It's like, Oh no. (laughs) Now, does she mention that her name is Dodge in the first book? Like I know it comes up later. I think we learn it in the second one. Okay. Yeah. So it's wrong. We do only get three keys. I forgot the echo key actually comes. It's at the end of the first book. I think but it technically doesn't show up until the second volume I think I could be wrong or maybe that's what opens well house the images that go along with the keys are amazing and crack me up because it's very much like an old like non I'm trying to think like non-fiction book of like oh yeah this is explaining this and these pictures are a little ridiculous (laughs) Um, yeah, I think the echo key is for the well house. Okay. So yeah. we do see that. Okay. So, yeah. And then at the end, Bode finds another key while he's fishing. Like, this kid just attracts all the he keys. Does. <laughs> yeah, I think even at one point later, his mom's like, how do you keep finding them? And he's like, they find me. Yeah. They just find me. Which is very, very true. Yeah. Um, so, volume two. Starts with a flashback, um, which was a little confusing at first because I was yeah. like, who are these people? <laughs> yep. Um, and it is basically a one of the teachers remembering his wife died a few years ago. He's, I think, in his 70s or something. And, like, he's just heartbroken and devastated, like, understandably, mm-hmm. when, you know, he's lost his true love. And he teaches drama at... Uh, Lovecraft Academy and realizes that this new student looks like a student that he remembers from years ago Yep, that is hanging out with Tyler Locke looks like the guy that hung out with Rendell Locke. Right. And he calls him by his name or the name he knew, which was Luke and Zach does turn around and looks at him, but then doesn't stop or anything like that. Right. But Mr. Ridgeway's like, oh, so he couldn't not, you know, answer to his name. Right. 
you, no matter how much you try to pretend you're someone else, you're going to answer to your name. Right. Um, and he does start digging and realizes that, like, all the transcript stuff is fake. Yep. Calls the old school. Nope. <laughs> no yeah. student by this name. Um, we start to get a little bit of the dynamics between Zach and Ellie. Um, and about Ellie's son. Uh, oh, I just forgot his name. Uh, is it? It's not. Is it Rufus? Randall? Rufus? Oh, shit. Rufus. Okay. Yep. Um, which they don't quite say... Um, it's not so, something's wrong with Rufus. They don't just don't quite say like. I, I assume he's on the um, autism scale or mm-hmm. spectrum. That's what I was um, thinking. He converses through his dolls, mm-hmm. and uh, but Zach. And- still kind of does the magic in front of him. Like he'll use the anywhere key to open up from the school into the house. And you know, Elliot said, you know, he's watching, he's listening. He's like, he doesn't understand anything. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Just like we find out later, he understands a little bit more than you think, sir. Yeah. Um, the treatment of Rufus is a little hard to take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but Zach has realized that uh, this professor, this teacher has definitely gotten close to figuring out stuff. So he goes and kills him and makes mm-hmm. it look like a suicide. Right. But while they were, before he kills him, um, they, they're talking and Mr. Ridgeway says something like, you know, I always wondered about you, Luke, what happened to you? What happened to your friends? They were all good kids. And Zach says they were great kids right up until the day they decided to kill me. So I'm still not, I'm very like, is this really Luke? Or is this something that came back that looks like Luke? Or was Luke always a bad something or other? Or, or yeah, what? I, I'm I very intrigued. <laughs> this is the form Dodge takes when mm-hmm. she's acting human. Or if, I don't know. Right. Or if there yeah, was a right. human it could be. Luke and I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, very intrigued. We've got a few books <laughs> I need left answers. before we find right. out. <laughs> right. Um, and the teacher does hit him on the head with a glass, and mm-hmm. there is blood found at the scene, which is not dealt with for two books. Like, no idea if anything's ever going to come out of that. <laughs> Just saying. And the shard of glass, too, that they found. Yeah. Has kind of two storylines going throughout, or three storylines, actually. The, the, the main... Locke family um and to kind of finish up really quick like ellie and zach ellie's starting to go crazy um she basically refuses to call him zach she keeps calling him luke we get hints that she maybe dated luke and he mistreated her yes because in the first book did i write it down it's right before Kinsey. She is running and she it's before I think it's before she cuts her hair and she's like running, running, running and she's going to throw up and she ends up in the coach's office. And then, yeah, 
um, Ellie sees her bracelet after she leaves. She pulls down their yearbook and Ellie is standing with Luke looking very much like all lovey, like looking up at him. He's got his arm around her. And then there's another guy named Mark Cho. And there's Lucas, Ellie, Rundle Locke, Kim Topher, and Aaron Voss with the professor with, with uh, Mr. Mr. Ridgeway. Um, so they were definitely a couple, but I'm like, was she in a couple with a real human Luke? Was there ever a real human yeah. Luke? I just want to know. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't sound like... The bits and pieces we've gotten is that Luke died with someone blonde who her mom called a whore. So right, right, right. right. Yeah, I am curious if this is like a body that the spirit has stashed to use. Right. Um, but it didn't sound it did sound like whatever form, whatever it was, Luke may have hit her or something or been emotionally abusive, maybe yeah. when they were Luke dating. Luke was a shithead. Yeah. Um I mean, he kind of just looks like one. <laughs> oh, he definitely does. Like, I know we know he's a bad guy, but he kind of just looks like one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while this is all going on, we get this, like, lovely montage of Bo checking out different, <laughs> like, places that, like, you yes. know, well, one of them has already popped up as, like, a thing. But, like, there are keys that go to these and this something. They're going to do something. Yep. Like there's it's one with so like a, funny. He's just like, come on, work. <laughs> yeah. Like there's there's this uh, cabinet that we find out in the third volume. It does something. There's definitely one that has like a guy with a mask that looks like a rogue from like the 1800s. Um, I think he tries the grandfather's clock and just like all these other doors. And there's definitely another key on top of the grandfather's lock, clock. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I just sit there and be like, is that a key that we've already seen? And that is the first time we kind of get that there is a lock on the back of Bode's neck, which still makes me like, which I'm just like, how, how did you try this? How, how did you think? Well, so later someone walks (laughs) in front of him. I can't remember if it's his brother or his uncle. uncle. Yeah. And he sees it on the back of his neck. Right, but it had to, I this had not shown up before, um, because the uncle's leaving. He's going back home to Provincetown. He was only supposed to be there for a little while, right? Um, so he's leaving and saying goodbye to everyone, and that's when he sees it. But I'm like, why? Don't do that. Yeah, this could have, you know, turned off your life. You have no idea, but also, I guess, being seven years old. Yeah, I'm gonna just do it. Yeah, whatever. Um. So we find out the key opens the top of your head. And the way we see it is the best because <laughs> he's so like, good. he gets his brother and sister and he's like, guys, I have to show you. I have to show you. Like, he's so excited. He's like, look, look, look. I figured out what this does. Just watch. And he opens up his head, takes the top off and he's just like, look, it's so awesome. And <laughs> they are horrified. Tyler screams. <laughs> yep. So good. But then my favorite part, though, is as Tyler is standing there, like, shrieking and freaking out, and Kinsey's just, like, in disbelief, their mom comes by, and she's like, what's going on? What's wrong? And then she's just looking at her three children, and she's like, oh, the fish sticks are burning. Let me go do that. Don't do that with your headboat. I don't like it. And then she just leaves and goes yeah. back to cooking. And Tyler's yeah, like, what? <laughs> what did she see? Because, like, we're led to believe that maybe adults can't see magic, but... 
She definitely said, don't do that with your head. But then it seems like she forgets because Tyler's freaking out. Kinsey goes after her mom and is like, mom, did you did you really see that? Because the thing that with his head, it wasn't a magic trick. And so the mom's just like, what's a magic trick? But she is preoccupied with making dinner. But it almost seems like she forgot what she saw almost. It was just like, yeah, "Yeah, kids, I'm, I'm doing my thing here. I'm trying to get dinner together. Yeah, it's definitely something's going on. Yeah. Um, we have. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I don't know if I would want this to become a show because I once I love something, I, I have yeah. issues when they change certain things. But I would love to see the reactions played out of siblings when the <laughs> youngest brother opens the top of his head. And then also when they're looking inside of his head, but then Bode is standing next yes. to him. <laughs> That's so bizarre, and I love it. Um, it is definitely in the process of being made into a TV series on okay. Netflix. Okay. Um, to the I'll point that's it actually try. been cast, which is okay. um, pretty cool. Uh, I think the kid... Did you see it? Uh-huh. I think the kid that plays the little brother... Oh, I can't think of the little brother's name. Um, Georgie. I think the kid that played Georgie. Okay. I'm double checking really quick, but I'm fairly certain that is who is playing Bode. Okay. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Let's go ahead and just finish out the head really thing. Yeah. So much is going on. Let's get that storyline done. So. Yeah. So they. they Bode decides to try putting something in his head. He puts the, the chef's Bible in his head. They test him by asking him if he knows how to make fettuccine Alfredo. And he literally goes through the entire recipe as they continue messing around with stuff, which yes. like, is so good. They, um, But it also shows very quickly, which is like an actual point said later, he's not comprehending it. He's just right. literally reading it. Right. So instead of saying like one tablespoon, he's saying one tisps. Or one tisp, I think, for a teaspoon. Yeah. And they pull out the woman the woman from the well. Yep. But then when they ask him about it, he's like, what are you talking about? And Tyler, very correctly, is like, we just took it out of his head. It's literally out of his head. So, of course, he doesn't remember. I think one of my favorite boat things, though, was after they put his head back on <laughs> they're leaving and they walk by cause the mom had decided to make fettuccine um, because the fish sticks burned and he like runs up to his mom and he's like, just use one teabs after it comes to a full <laughs> boil. And she's like, one teabs. Do you mean one tablespoon? He's already like run out the room. He's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Which was yeah. adorable. Um, it made sense. So yeah, I will be very excited for these episodes. Yeah. They uh, they take the key from Bode mm-hmm. and decide not to tell anybody. <clears throat> right. But they do put, Tyler does put his textbook in his head. Yes, because he has not done a damn thing for school pretty much. Right. Which I can't figure out if I feel that he's okay and justified with this or like, I don't know. Because part of it, there's a lot of shit going on. I don't get me wrong. Like, they almost got killed again. Mm-hmm. But also, that's not, like, the next day. Like, and he's right. not every night having to take care of his mom. So, 
I don't know how much of it is him slacking off and how much of it actually is justifiable, but it is, I mean, he basically says, like, the school's giving him a pass. Oh, they are. They're, yeah. they're, they're, I'm sure they were doing it at first because of what happened with his dad, and then it was like, oh, and then the killer got out and friggin' attacked him in his own home, so it makes sense that he's still not doing the work. Um, so yeah, he hasn't been doing anything, and he decides that he's gonna just put the whole book in his head since it worked for, uh, for his little brother with the chef's Bible. Yeah. But then him and Kinsey do agree to not tell anyone, and then he, like, immediately, te- immediately tells people. <laughs> Hot girl, what are you gonna do? Right, and friend, his new new friend, Zach. Except Hot Girl runs off. I What is her name? God, I don't even remember. Do we get her name? We get her name, right? Come on. We do. Can't find it. <laughs> we don't get it the first time we meet her. And he's just staring at her here. It's fine. It's the Hot Girl Where? from his ethics class. His big crush, yeah. Um, but he also... I, first he promises this is they both agree we're not going to tell anyone then he immediately breaks that and he's like I'm going to tell my new best friend and also the girl I have a crush on but then he doesn't think it through of how he reacted when he walked in and Bode took his head off how yeah. they might react to, to this because she runs off crying yeah Jordan her name is Jordan I found Jordan this. thank you um, yeah understandably she says she's got a lot of shit going on she doesn't need this thinks he's messing with her and yeah um and then kinsey who has been basically like uh, just a ball of nerves and a mess since all this happened um decides that she wants to take out her fear and how to cry how to cry yeah like which i was very nervous about and i still am oh definitely because Maybe cut your fear in half and put it back in or something. I don't yeah. know, but because you need that. And I think you should put your emotions back in, too. <laughs> yeah. Embrace that it's, yeah, you you got to get through it. Yeah. Um, so they she takes out both of these things and puts them in a Coke bottle, which is a really cool scene. Um, if you look at the Coke bottle, it's got all the, like, information about... Uh, Joe Hill and Gabrielle Rodriguez and a couple other people who worked on the comic um, under the ingredients, Mm -hmm. um, which was really cool. Like the few times you get the close up of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So that's kind of really quick. The head with the Locke family. Yep. Because there's not anything too dramatically bad with them in this book. It's just that they find this head key and they're like, hey. This is what we can do. do. Yep. Um, Tyler tries to write a paper after shoving a book in his head. And uh, Duncan has gone back home. Yep. And uh, he did meet Zach really quick on his way out. And he was trying to figure out where he where he knew him from. And he doesn't actually remember until after he gets hit in the head with a bottle. Yeah. Um, and Zach says, like, surely there's no way we'll remember me from being, like, eight years old or something. Um, but we learn that Duncan is gay. And, uh, this is what I kind of really like. is like, I, Duncan's adorable. He's got the freckles. Mm-hmm. He's a, like, young professor, artist vibe. Yeah. He's dating this schlup 
of a guy who's not a bad guy. He just looks like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yes. (laughs) That's who I saw and then could not unhear. Like, I kept hearing his voice. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best description. It is like Jack Nicholson, but not like Jack Nicholson on the red carpet. It's like Jack Nicholson after a really hard day. Yeah. Like, yeah. As they oh go my God, to it is totally Jack Nicholson. Yes. Cuz <laughs> they go to a bar and immediately these these two women are talking about um one of them her husband's in jail and he's going to be so disgusted with all the gays that are around when he gets out and blah blah blah. And then they start a fight with the two of them and um end up hitting Duncan in the head with a bottle, knocking him out. But that does help him remember who Zach is. So that's, I guess, helpful. But (laughs) yes. Um, And his memory is being down at, we'll learn, are the drowning caves. Like him following his big brother and his friends down there. And Brian or Zach walking him up like, you're too little. You can't be down there. Um, Also, don't tell anyone that we were here. (laughs) I think I just had an epiphany for the next volume. Oh, shit. Uh Okay. Um yeah continue sorry oh no um so at first duncan wants to call he wants to call home wants to tell tyler he's got to tell him but brian's like i think is it the middle of the night i don't know if it's 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 nighttime and brian's just like yeah You've, okay i had a question here because if my partner was laying in bed literally bleeding from his head why am i not at a hospital why did i not bring you to a hospital because i'm know, not gonna I, just bring you home <laughs> I had the exact same question where I was like, the fuck are you doing at home? Concussions are a real scary thing. Right. Right. There's blood on the pillow. Like, he's still... So he was still bleeding at that point, or maybe it just got... Whatever. He was bleeding at some point from his head. Let's go to a hospital. But they don't. (laughs) No, they're really bad about that. Yeah. So, and then he... Also, you're not supposed to sleep when you have a concussion. No, like, you need to be checking to make sure he doesn't have... There's a lot of bad things. I was really yeah. worried for Duncan here. Yeah. Um, but he agrees not to call. He'll wait until whenever and then he, like, until the next day and he, he falls asleep, which could be real bad, Brian. Um, <laughs> and unbeknownst to them, the two women for the, from the bar are sitting outside the house. Um, and what was their plan? They debated waiting for him to go to bed and then they were going to shoot him or something. And then it was like, oh, we should just burn the house down. Yeah. And they finally decide to write fag on the door. Oh, on the door. And it was yes. like, and the other woman's like, yeah, that'll really show him. I was like, oh, bless. Yep. Okay. That's all yep. you're going to do. It's okay. Yeah. Um, which is funny. There is a part where Brian is like, don't you ever realize, like, the people who seem so homophobic... And I had spent, like, it took me a, little, a few minutes or a few times to reread this because I was like, are they not a lesbian couple? Like, what's going on here? I don't know, but I was also wondering about her boyfriend who's in jail. Oh, yeah. No, she definitely makes some comments about, like, him being in there. And, yeah, uh, something about... It's all bad. Uh, like It's all bad. They were terrible. Yeah. Um, but then... What they don't know is that Zach uses the anywhere key to go and get a gun. And then he goes to, uses the key again to get to Duncan. And then he opens up Duncan's head. 
Yes. And he takes out all of his memories of Luke. And Duncan does ask, why, why don't you just shoot me? Um, and he says, I don't want to blow your head off just yet. What if there's something in there that I could use later? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Great. Great. So then Zach thinks he's fine. He thinks he's alone. He flushes those memories down the toilet. He's eating a banana in the kitchen. And then Brian comes in, um, which Zach did not know that Duncan lived with anyone. So he right. thought he was alone. Oh, yeah, because Tyler said something about him not having a girlfriend or something. That's all he asked. He only asked if his yeah. uncle, if Duncan had a girlfriend. He was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, his gun does jam when he goes to shoot Brian. Brian's able to run away, but he runs outside and he has a knife. The two women freak out and think he saw them and they run him over with the car. And oh, no, they think he has a machete. Yeah, it's a cutting knife. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, he's carrying a machete. It's a fucking, like, in something else. It's like a steak drawer. Or, or, yeah, knife drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, so, back to Zach and Ellie. Yep. Um, we go, uh, so Zach goes back to Ellie and is like, I've found a way to make you less crazy because you're no mm-hmm. good to me if you're crazy. Flashback to Dodge. Um, so we meet Ellie's mom, who is Oof. horrible. Yep. Um, she keeps asking her to stop smoking in the house. And basically in she's In front of like, her kid. And- yeah. And basically her mom's like, no, you should just like kick him out. Yeah, put him or, in a home. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of the point where we realize Rufus knows what's going on. He just communicates through dolls. And it's... Yep. But he's perfectly aware of, like, everything going on. And his mom's aware of that, too. Because, like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, at one point he's like, uh, direct orders being denied. You should put the cigarette out, yep. cigarette out ma'am. And uh, the grandmother puts the cigarette out on his neck and tries to blame it on an accident. <sighs> um, Although Ellie says, oh, like, I used to lean into them. Yeah. So Poor Ellie. Yeah. Um, at one point, Ellie goes for her vibrator, which she hides in the wall, which... Hide it in your bedroom. Like, just, I, yeah, like the cleaning in, process between getting it out of a wall. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. then she finds, it's a little jar. This is in case of emergency, break glass. There's a key. For Locke's well house, and it's that pretty woman who was at the bottom of the well. Mm-hmm. Of course, she freaks out and she slips and falls. The glass breaks, yep. <laughs> and the uh, little woman just marches right into her ear. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. But then her and her mom are gonna go. Where were they gonna go? They're going to get oysters fresh oysters to make stuffing for thanksgiving (laughs) um there had been talk of how the rocks behind the lock or the key house are very slippery Mm -hmm. um people have fallen down them and died um she'd gotten approval to go oh duncan had given her you know go ahead get you know oysters if you want yeah um she 
wants to kill her mom and her mom basically scares her out of it. Yeah. She's like, well, if you're going to do it, do it. And then she doesn't. She like runs away. She goes into the well house. She opens up the door and goes in and she hears someone talking to her and she, you know, kind of asks who's there. And then the mom comes up behind her and is like, oh, you're talking to yourself. And then she just lits into her. She slaps her in the face and da da da. And then, of course, the mom, the, the mother doesn't realize that someone has come up from the well behind her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, does she break her neck? She messes her up. Him. Yeah. Like, real bad. Yeah. Um, and Ellie makes it look like she fell. And at no point does it, like, uh, at no, at no point is she ever accused of killing her mom. Right. And then Zach says it's because you truly believed that she, that she fell um, by the time you got to the hospital. And actually, yes. as she's leaving, or before she leaves, the woman says... The woman version says, it's not that you don't believe it, Ellie. It's that you can't. Grownups never believe. You used to know that. Yes. Um, so Zach had figured out he was going to take that piece of himself out of Ellie's brain. Um, and that would help her. Yeah, it would help her from going crazy, even though the, this is like the piece of her brain that has kept her from... Um, like she's tried to kill Zach and mm-hmm. the knife turns into bananas and she yeah. tried to warn the teacher during intermission and it kept calling the wrong number and yep. just, um, yeah. So, and we also get a glimpse inside her head, which shows like her dad leaving, um, you know, how terrible her mom was, her going down some stairs, yeah. her with, uh, Luke. Yep. I'm starting to get the feeling that Luke is actually like a person. Yeah. And I think I know where, um, I'll explain why in the next volume. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I think, have we covered, um, Brian's alive. He's in the hospital. There's brain swelling. Yep. He's not awake. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Kenzie and Zach kiss. Yep. Cause she's when no longer to afraid to. Oh, and Zach goes to take away Rufus's memories. Mm-hmm. Rufus does not have a keyhole in the back of his neck. Right. So um, Zach just ch- chalks it up to he's not smart, so therefore he doesn't have a key. He really must not understand anything. It's fine. But Rufus was awake. And yes. after Zach's gone, you know, through his um, action figures, talks about how Zach is the replicant. Um, it could be the greatest enemy ever, and we have to be ready for him. And his yeah. toys answer him. <laughs> the whole group. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, and that is the end of volume two. We have five keys and no of the Omega key. Nothing else about it, yeah. but that's what we know. So, <clears throat> and the cover of that one is green mm-hmm. um, with the picture of the Rocky Cove. Yep. Uh, that uh, Dodge, not Dodge, Duncan has his class draw, or he draws during class. Um, it's also very appropriately, volume two is appropriately named Head Games. <laughs> yes. 
So moving on to volume three. Crown of Shadows. Which it's key key on the front of this one has it looks like a candle at one end, which was interesting. I didn't think it was gonna relate to a crown, but <laughs> like a literal crown. Yeah. Uh it is blue. Uh mm-hmm. we've got it's looking like it's getting cold and yeah. uh, a lighthouse. And uh <laughs> Yep. And this one actually has the introduction by Brian Kavon. Um we haven't mm-hmm. talked about those really, but it was just a really cool nod given that uh, you were reading it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this one starts <sighs> off rough. <laughs> yeah, we very quickly are figuring out how bad Nina is. Right. Like we got a hint of it with Kinsey saying stuff. We also got a hint of it because there's a one point when before Duncan leaves, he tries to get up the courage to bring up her drinking and he just he can't he doesn't yeah. can't do it um but it's the middle of the night tyler's asleep um and she comes in drunk glass in hand well glass and bottle in both yeah. hands you know and sits on his bed um wakes him up and she she tells him about brian but she's still drinking she's and I, hammered and She's, but she does talk about how she kept hearing someone walk around and she assumed it was Tyler and that he was up. Right. And of course, and it's not. he <laughs> thinks that she's drunk, but really what she's been hearing is Luke. Right. We see his shadow walk by. Um, yeah, with Tyler's a great room. Pac-Man shirt. Enjoy the <laughs> Pac-Man ghost. Not even going to pretend like I know which ghost it is. <laughs> um, and then we get this really cool scene of... Dodge and Sam talking as ghosts. Oh, yeah. That was Um, really good. Yeah, and Sam is basically like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be loved. I want a body. I don't want to take one of the lock kids' bodies. Like, I've done enough damage to them. Just find me a body so that I can be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's this really cool scene of... Sam and Dodge fighting within mm-hmm. Luke's or within Zach's body. Right. I like the scenes of them fighting too before that. Yes. Um, of just these bright, different glowy bodies. Although Zach's body also has something else on it that Sam is quick to pick up on. And he says like spirits and ghosts don't have these creatures on them. And Zach doesn't fully explain what it is, but says that it's, um, it's the key to unlocking perfect happiness. It kind of looks like a dragon from certain angles. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I was trying. Maybe that's what the Omega key opens. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out. Um, but they fight, and Sam tries to get into the body first to take it over, basically. But they both get there essentially at the same time, and it's basically just if you were to see this from outside, it's just one person throwing himself around, choking himself. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be... I don't know if they've cast um, Zach yet, mm-hmm. but it's definitely going to have to be someone who can throw himself around and yep. beat himself up. Clawed his face, yeah. So the pouch that he had the keys in breaks during this fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach is the one who's able to pull the body out the door so both spirits come out. And he's able to get Zach away and... Zach, I'm sorry, Sam basically vows he's not going to let Zach get the key to the black door. 
Yeah, is that the one he was looking for? Yeah, that's the other okay. one that he was looking for is the key to the black door. So even though Sam doesn't know what it does, he he knows that Zach wants it and he's not going to let him get it because yes. Zach did this to him. And he actually knows where it is. Um, and basically tells him, like, oh, if right. you just, you know, stay a right. spirit, you can find it yourself. Right. But so if you just think about it, think about a thing. Right. <sighs> so Sam knows where it is without a body. He's not giving it back. Dodge slash Zach is not willing to part get away from the body long enough to find it. Right. Um, because then the body is left and then it doesn't have a body. Right. Um, and he um, also drops one of the keys. Yep. Which so, the, which Nina finds because she yes. got, she hears someone throwing himself all around and slamming his head into the wall. <laughs> yes. And I think it's the key to the well house, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the, I think that's the key to the cabinet. Or no, 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 that's the one that Bode finds. Where did, yeah, that's the one she house. finds later. Well, because I he definitely still has the anywhere key. Right. He definitely still has the head key. So maybe that it could be that one, or actually, it could be the gender one. I don't remember. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was it's the echo key? So yeah, it's the well house one. I forgot. Okay. It's like look at the thing at the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the little the pictures of them. Yeah. So Kenzie and Zach are dating in secret. They haven't broken it to Tyler yet. But then Kenzie makes two new friends who have kind of been stalking her a little bit, but not really. I was I was a little worried. So yeah, <laughs> we meet Scott, who he's got tattoos. He's and he's seen her from afar. Like we've we've seen him and his other friends. Like that he's into her. Um, but he says that he went to the drowning caves and he saw her dad's name and he'll show her. Um, and she doesn't believe him, so he says, I'll prove it to you, we'll go, and then when it, when you see that I'm right, I get to ask you three questions. And I was immediately like, please do not go to these goddamn caves by yourself with this guy. Yep. Or this guy and his friend. And, and she, she doesn't. She, does <laughs> she takes Jackie. Right, right she does Jackie. take Jackie, who has, the, who has the ability to be afraid. Yes. <laughs> They're called the drowning caves for a reason. Yes. I was like, oh, we're going to do water, aren't we? Yay. Yeah. Um, but it used to be um, an old naval base that had had guys stationed there and stuff like that. So there's actually a big door that locks. And I was actually wondering if that's the door that Zach used the Anywhere key to get the guns to go after Brian or oh, to maybe. go after Duncan. Maybe. Because they couldn't open it. Yeah. It also explains, because I think it was a room just like full of guns. So. Yeah. Nice catch. Maybe. Um, they go under the restricted area and get to the staircase and find the staircase has water that's like six feet higher than it was last time the boys were here. Mm-hmm. And Kenzie, who is afraid of nothing, yeah. jumps in with a glow stick. Because I had waited a, like a day between the second one and the third one, I forgot she had her fear removed. And I was like, damn, girl, he just wants to see her dad's name. And then I realized, oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah. She just is not afraid. <laughs> yeah. She's nuts what she is. Fear is yep. healthy. Um, yeah. So Scott also jumps in. And she goes and finds um, something. And 
think she does see the name. She does. Yes, but she was getting ready to go down and read more. Right, because there's way more than just their names written. Yes. Um, and then Jamal gets a rat on him. <laughs> so he and Jackie fall down the stairs. Everybody's in the water. The stairs are officially broken. Right. <laughs> and there have been stories about people going to these caves and dying and basically, Jackie's pissed. Yep. Um, yep. So they get Jackie and Scott up on these like ridging, ridges so that yep. they can sit. Um, the water is freezing because it's fucking Massachusetts. Right. right. The Atlantic is cold. It's always cold. <laughs> yes. Um. um but and Jamal, oh Scott, basically he's not a bad guy. He's just kind of a wuss. Which one, and Scott? Scott. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I like Jamal. Um. Mm-hmm. Jamal ends up asking Scott three questions. Yes. There's actually a moment too before that where Jamal and Kinsey both realize they're probably not good. There's, there's not yes. really a way for them to get up onto that area without pulling it down and that they're most likely going to die. Yes. They do look to see if there's another way out, but there isn't. But then, yeah, he does ask the questions. Um, and they bond over his dad is dead as well. He died in uh, yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember what he asked. Let's see here. Uh, well... Let's see. I think his first one. Oh, he asked, what's the best thing you remembered about your dad? And she says uh, him reading. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a whole ritual. Yep. And that's when he says about his dad uh, them building a barn together. Yeah. Um, and then he also says that, you know, I like you and everything, but I don't like you like you. Plus, you know, my boy Scott over here like 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 likes you <laughs> but most guys my age you know i'm 17 most guys my age have a girl have girlfriends and you know maybe <laughs> she gives <laughs> like him a the kiss because that's what he's trying to get to yeah as a kiss <laughs> i mean it's it's smooth yep yep uh what um, else does he ask the final question is are you scared to die and she says not really oh yeah and he says why and she says that's the fourth question right does an answer um, and then they have then because when she pops up because it looks like she's about to go um and she yeah says, there's no longer shivering which is right. a very bad sign bad sign um she says pull them down and they she jumps up and pulls the like structure that jackie and scott are on at first i was like are you possessed now and trying to kill everyone <laughs> Um, but they end up pulling them down. So they kind of use those sort of as a ladder to climb up to get out. And someone drops a glow stick. And this is the realization I just had. Mm -hmm. Um, so it drops down and there's a body on the ground. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if that is supposed to be Luke's body. Maybe if it's Luke or cause it looked like. It looks like a tank top the the body has on, so I didn't know. Oh, you're if it was right. The Maybe woman it's that he died with. Um, I want to know what the rest of that wall says because yeah, it says their names and like friends forever. But I want to know what it said above Randall's name because when she first is looking, it says something about 
da, 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 of the keys, something of the something. And then his name and everyone else's name that we see on that page. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-eight. No, you're right. It is female. Damn it! That totally <sighs> takes away my whole idea that maybe that's how she got Luke's body. Oh yeah. Oh well. Um. So. Bode is trying to get the head key back, <laughs> and is terrorizing Tyler. And as they run around the house. They find this giant-ass key. Which I didn't realize was a key at first. <laughs> because it's in the floor. It's like yes. a giant wooden key that takes up like an entire floorboard or two. Yep. It is huge. Yeah. And Boat's like, another key. And Tyler's like, no, it's fucking not. Nothing's that big to unlock. And they look up and there's this perfect shaped window. Yep. That's like, and- oh. And that's when Bode says that the keys find him. <laughs> yes. Um, the mom still has one of the keys. She is talking to the cop who is definitely interested in her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And especially given that, like, she's got cleavage in these shots. Um, she's wearing a short black dress. Like, she's interested in it as well, I think. Yeah. Is I the implication. So. Um, but she is going to go see Duncan mm-hmm. and help him and excuse me um, Kinsey is supposed to be looking for her cell phone finds all these bottles of alcohol and just in her bedroom yes and just reams into her mother yeah I think she says something like well at least you're driving yourself tonight and like Bode won't be in the car. I won't yes. be in the, you know, something like that. Um, but that I'm not going to cry if, if you kill yourself. Yeah. And uh, her mom comments on how she's acting different. And um, she's also right. You are drinking way too yeah. much. She then like takes a chug of tequila. Yep. Um, I really like the friendship that's starting between Scott and Jamal yes, and, and her. Like it's, it's great. They bring her a gift, yeah, um, and they're like sitting there chatting online, and it, it's a life. Um, While vest. she's wearing the gift, yes. which is a life vest, it's so good, <laughs> it's so cute. And uh, the brothers are reading Peter Pan, and just uh, Tyler's relaxing, while uh, Zach creeps around in the background. Yep. And then the mom calls and says she has to stay because she missed the last ferry. Even though she's in the car now, she's going to drive the long way around. And of course, Tyler says, no, just stay the night and come tomorrow on the ferry. Because you, you sound tired. But then, of course, it pulls out and she's at a bar. Yes. Like, okay. It's, yeah, she's, yep. Um, so, Zach... Finds the key he's looking for in the black currants jelly. Mm-hmm. Goes down into another dark entrance and finds a crown and says, hello, darkness, my old friend. And thus that song was now still stuck in my head. Yes. Uh, yep. Puts the key in the crown, puts it on. And this was like, oh, my God, he is a shadow. And now he controls all shadows. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really great, like, yes, him putting on the crown. Like, there's these creepy ass 
things and the on the wall and it's right. oh, it's like so your, beautiful your shadow does not look like you yeah <laughs> there's this great like him trying to transfer so that the shadow doesn't look like him mm-hmm. and then like, oh yeah that too yeah uh and then yeah the shadows of the kids like coming to life and yeah. Bones which, is probably the the least harm he's the least harmful looking one because it kind of looks like Peter Pan, but it's, then yeah, it definitely takes on Peter Pan. Kinsey's is like this giant monster with these sharp, long, sharp nails and like a dagger. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's is like a, a, knight? a knight. Yeah, yeah. like a or beefed Roman. up yeah. knight <laughs> with all sorts of armor, and they can hit you and they can touch you now. <laughs> yeah, and like they've got Tyler all tied up. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenzie's is trying to kill her um, and she realizes that flashlights make shadows go away yes Kenzie yes smart girl yep. except for that she doesn't turn on lights as she's going throughout the house but whatever like my mother's not home my lights are all on I'm like yeah. this is this when is Chris worked at stop and shop and he'd come home at like 10 o'clock all of the lights were on because yep. that's what happens when I'm at when I'm home by myself in the dark that's just how it is. <laughs> exactly. I didn't forget to turn it off. I left it on on purpose. <laughs> yes. Um, so Zach, as the shadow, is not talking, but is asking where the keys are. Mm-hmm. Um, that the mom has the well house key. Uh, nobody knows where the Omega key is. Yeah. Then uh, they fight the shadows. Which is a really cool, but I mean, like, that's essentially what's going on is they're fighting the shadows. Yeah. And they go like after. Bodes. Which Just one? Oh, the hit, that hit. His shadow pulls him through the house and he manages to grab onto the refrigerator door and yes. that opens it. And I was like, that's good. So then he just walls himself in there yeah in the kitchen like smart kid but then of course the question is what happens if they turn off the power because then they do yes um <laughs> Kenzie and Bo try to make a run for it yeah because the cop comes too mm-hmm. because the mom calls him because she's gonna be away and asks him to check in and he does but then the shadows get him they unlock his head and they take out the memory and he just drives away like why did I come up here whatever yeah. I'm going home and uh, they also get a hold of the Wellhouse key again. Yeah. Um, they Zach sends all the shadows after uh, Bode and Kinsey. So Tyler uses the floorboard key to become a giant. Which was awesome. Yes. I love the way the shadows looked. I loved when Zach put the crown on and that started. And then this. It's just like full pages of the battle. It's so well from done. the battle between him and the giant shadow. They're like so in fun. the ocean fighting. Yep. Which is like a lake to them. Yes. <laughs> and like somebody who lives in the lake house or like the little kid that lives the in the lake girl. house sees it. Um... <laughs> And of course, Tyler wins because yeah. he gets a hold of the crown, and Zach has to get away without being seen. Yeah. He basically throws the shadow up into the stream of light from the lighthouse, which is yes. big enough to. to oh get yeah, that. yeah, so smart. Um, and I Tyler, also like. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I liked when he picked up his brother and sister and was like, this yes. is home and like holds them above, way above all the tree, the tree line. 
Yeah, and it's like, you know, no one's going to take this from us. This is ours. We got this. So they make the house kind of look like there was a party so that the mom doesn't worry. I mean, because it's already, it's messed up from what the shadows did. Yeah. But I was just like, or could you have gone the other way and cleaned it? (laughs) But then I think one of the windows was broken. Yeah. That Kinsey and Bode broke it out, so... And yeah, you can't explain. And like, I don't understand why her underwear is out. Oh, I guess like they probably threw things around. Yeah. Um, And they talk about like why they're not removing Bode's fear, which is understandable. Right. But they did take out the shadows. Yes. I think was smart. Very much so. I like the way Tyler put it. He was like, you taking out your fear. Mm, Okay. But. He could just walk into traffic because he didn't look both ways because now he's not scared. Yes. Um, so, Fear but is the healthy. shadows, yes. But those shadow monsters will just scare him forever. <laughs> yeah. And God, he needs to sleep. Yeah. Um, Kenzie wears the life jacket to school. I loved this so much. Yes. <laughs> Which kind of signifies like Luke's like, you look, Luke. Zach was like, you look lame. Um, what yeah, he's like, what ridiculous. are you doing? And she's like, I don't give a shit yeah like, she's like i'm going to my friends they like it bye yeah it's like good good um and then we get oh there's just really quick there's one more comment where like she's talking to jackie and talks about how like oh, he's right. so fascinated by like text messages right and it's like well if he's been missing since 1988 that's understandable right and that i think he used some like outdated phrase or something like that where yes. she's like where you know yes but yeah um so to, go ahead no we just get that other shot of why you can put a book in your head you may still not comprehend yes. it because tyler gave a paper to jordan to use like just replace her name and she got an f on it and it was a comment of just summarizing doesn't mean you understand this right so yeah um the final issue is about uh, it, it's really like a deep dive into looking at the mom who and how Oof. broken she is. She's mm-hmm. getting drunk and watching old videos of her husband. Boat is injured. And I was like, very worried when he comes stumbling into her room with his same. hands over his, his mouth and chin. Um, yeah. Apparently all basic, he's done is like just ran into something, but it's proof. He that fell. He was trying to get that attention. key from the top of the thing. But yeah. Don't balance a stool on top of a toilet. <laughs> yeah, dumbass kid. And then reach with a broom or whatever he. Oh, her uh, uh, her, her cane, cane maybe was it? yeah, because yeah. it he broke everything. Um. So, she puts the cane in this like chest, and they then locks it and walks away. And there's a lot of practicing of juggling, which is like which... a very true. To like watching TV, like when parent or there's always a drunk parent and like watching them do this and like the kids spiral or like just the kids. It's always uncomfortable. Yes. Because like the, the dad was juggling in the video and she's like, oh, I know how to do this. And I'm just cringing like, please stop this because you just chugged whatever that liquid was, whatever alcohol that was. This is not a good idea. You yeah. are just it's spiraling down and down and down and you're bowed maybe. I think Bode knows, but like tries to. He said he knows it. He it's knows, not good. but he doesn't. Yeah, right. He knows it's not good, but he's just like, let's, you know, uh, it's fine. Whereas the, the older two kids are just like, this is you need to stop this. 
Yeah. Um, she blames Kenzie for not, like, the reason is because Kenzie's not dry and things. It's mm-hmm. a mess. But she's the one that finds out that this chest fixes broken things. Right. Because it fixes, all of a sudden her cane is whole. Yeah. So then she, she tries the stool that uh, Bode broke. And that comes out whole. And then the dishes she broke from her juggling adventure are now whole. So then she goes and juggles again because she's like, what's what's the matter? I can just fix it all. (laughs) And then she decides she's going to fix her husband. So she gets the urn with the ashes and puts it in there. And part of me was like, honey, take his ashes out. Part of me was like, A, this isn't going to work. B, my heart hurts for you. Yeah. But C, this is not going to work. Yeah, I'm torn because the the journal entry on this shows, like, a person coming out of the box. But also, like, no, there's not any story that says bringing back someone from the dead is a good idea. Even Buffy, yes. <laughs> who is probably as close to good, still doesn't right. say that. Right. But she is like, okay, I'll give it some time. She goes and showers, puts on, you know pretty pajamas gets like all sexy is drunk off her ass and hits on her son which is awesome. as soon as like she's like oh my god you're back i'm like no that's your son yep. that's your son go back in your bedroom please don't do this yep <laughs> and uh um so they fight and he's basically yep. like i've put up with this shit but you need to start getting your act together or you're going yep. to lose me and you're going to lose kenzie and like break we, the urn or she breaks the urn. Yeah. Like there's, you know, we can't parent Bode, but it's, she's the kind of alcoholic that blames it on everything else. And it's horrific to watch, but yeah, they end up breaking the urn. She slaps Kinsey. Cause Kinsey comes in and Bode hears everything. It's just all around bad. This is very much a breaking point for this family. Yeah. And, uh, the kids clean up the kitchen, all the breakable stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when Tyler finds the Omega key in his father's ashes. I'm just like, how, how did it get there? What do you, what? <laughs> I don't know, but he needs to hide that shit quickly. Yeah. And do not tell your best friend yeah, Zach no, about it. <laughs> do not. Don't be dumb. Right. Keep this to yourself. Like you were supposed to keep the head key to yourself. <laughs> Boys are dumb. Um, so yeah, that's the so first bad. three volumes. At some point, maybe we'll discuss the last three. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, I need to read them. Um, so the book drink to go with this, I am going to get away from alcoholic as much as possible. Just have some water. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay fucking hydrated. You got to fight some lemon in it. <laughs> yeah. Just get yourself one that has a pop top. It's great. Yep. Yep. Or you could do like an infusion with like cucumber lemon water. Oh, if you want to jazz to have it up. One that it was, it was a water bottle and at the bottom had a fruit, like a container you could put fruit mm. in and it would, um, you could move it and it had a yeah. blade and oh, then wow. it would seep in and that way yeah. the fruit was there and it mm-hmm. would fuse up but not get into your, so like when you do lemon water, you sometimes get seeds. This kept like the seeds yeah. from coming in. Nice. So I need to we refine We have one, one that has those. like a, 
We got one from Bed Bath and Beyond that had, like if you take the top off, it's got this long cylinder that you put the the fruit yeah. in or whatever in. Yeah, I need to find while. another one of those. That's how I'm going to stop drinking soda. So, yeah. Um, all right. So before we get into what we're reading next, what are you reading next that's not for the podcast? <laughs> I thought about getting the next three, but <laughs> I was recently told about this book called Refrigerator Mono- The Refrigerator Monologues yes. by Kat Valenti. So it was explained to me that this is sort of like giving a voice to women who get bridged in other works. <laughs> so I was like, it's yes, please. <laughs> very, very good. I love Catherine Valente. Um, if you're not following her on Twitter, I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is a very quick read. Uh, and I would suggest if you're not too hip on your superhero stories, um, some of them I think are easy to tell others. There's six of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I've have this one sitting because I need to actually write my review of it. But I do highly recommend it. Nice. I'm very excited for it. Um, but if it's a quick read, maybe I'll also get the next. One. I don't know. Because <laughs> I really uh, want to see what happens. Yeah. It's it's not camp. Some of it's campy. It's going to be darker mm-hmm. than you think it is because it was definitely mm-hmm. darker than I thought it was. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, good choice for continuing the comic theme. Thanks. It kind of happened by accident. <laughs> <laughs> it came up in this writing workshop that I'm doing. And I was like, oh, let me just write that down. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I was talking. It's been on my list forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a TV show a female character died and we were discussing the difference between (sighs) there's fridging and then there's still killing the character to benefit the guy, but it's not fridging. And the difference Mm. is like this character, her death and the show ultimately exists to like push this guy to do Mm -hmm. things, but she didn't die she went into the decision. She she made it. She actually made a decision that led to her death. It wasn't like she was sitting around doing nothing and then she got killed because of her relationship with this dude. Mm. I'm trying to make this as like non spoilery as possible <laughs> in case anybody wants to go watch the show. And I'm not even going to say what show it is. So um, <laughs> that is what led to me being like, oh yeah, this has been on my list. I should actually read it. So gotcha. <laughs> uh, what about you? What are you reading next that's not for the podcast? Um, I was looking at my list, and I say, screw it. Let's continue with the comic theme. I am going to read the first volume of Nancy Drew. Oh, nice. I have started and need to uh, finish, but it is a modernized Nancy Drew, which I think they've turned into a TV show, or it just happens to coincide with a new TV show coming out. But uh, it's Nancy Drew and the Palace of Wisdom. So Nice. Uh, the Hardy Boys show up. I've read the first issue. Oh. So it is. I'm all around excited. Nice. Um, as for this podcast, we are going to have on our yearly guest, Tim Lowe. <laughs> and uh, we are doing a book with green in the cover, which unfortunately means we are not doing a Scott Sigler book. Oh, because I... we couldn't find one. <laughs> we tried. We tried very hard. Um, I am waiting for Mount Fitzroy. Same. He just added me as a friend on Goodreads. And I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But so we are going to read Pine, which is the first Wayward Pine book by Blake Couch. Uh, None of us have watched the TV show. None of us have read this book series. So it'll be very interesting to see. Um, So, yeah, where can people find you if they want to hear more? Because you definitely got more going on. (laughs) For March and April, you can find me in Bust Magazine in their one-handed read section. (laughs) Very nice. Um, As for me, you can find me on my blog, which is Meg Griffin with three Gs. Uh, There you can find basically anything you want to know about me that is not too evasive, I guess. Um, As for this podcast, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JBC Podcast. We have a Facebook group, which is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Um, Tune in in two weeks and we'll be talking about Wayward Pines. And until then, please keep supporting your local libraries.